Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. having this super insightful conversation with a friend of mine talking about sales enablement. Now, I've been in sales for a really long time. In fact, at my core, more than any other title, professional title that I hold, the one that I really hold the most and the one I love the most is salesperson. Like, So like, I love sales. I'm into sales. I started in sales. I'm still in sales today, to be honest. But this term sales enablement was like, what is that like fancy term? And it was so interesting to talk about the, you know, I guess today old school sales process that we're used to in the offline world, right? So it's, you know, anything from, you know, the introduction to the questioning and overcoming objections, which apparently people don't use objections anymore. Now they're called reservations and I'm not really a PC person. So a lot of these, I'm like, okay, let's just call it what it is, right? But objections, reservations, whatever you want to call it. Closing, apparently people don't use the term closing anymore, but we're asking for the business, right? And we're asking for referrals. We've got the presentation. We've got all these things, but that's in an offline world. But in an online world, this term sales enablement is like a really important term as we drift further and further into this world of we're finding our clients somehow in the digital space, right? Even if we meet them offline and, you know, the real world, at some point, they're looking at your website, they're looking at your content, they're checking you out on social media, they're going to your LinkedIn profile. And there is this online component that that is an ever-present and probably ever-growing part of how we attract nurture, leads into clients, right? And then clients into forever clients is the plan. So I was having this conversation with my friend, Ben, and I thought there were some really cool takeaways that I would put in a little video and share them with you. So here's a couple of my takeaways from my conversation with Ben. Number one is that lead captures, 
surprise, surprise, are the number one best option for growing your email list. People are no longer interested in just subscribing to something where they might in hopes get good information one day. So the idea of, hey, you just give me your email, I'll add you to my list, I'll add you to my easing, like that's not a thing if you weren't aware, right? And you actually do want to collect emails. <laughs> so I think this is like the more important conversation because I have this conversation with clients in our Brain Builders Group community all the time about all their focus, all their efforts are going into social media, right? Social media content, social media engagements, pretty pictures. And those, I'm not saying those are bad. I'm just saying at the end of the day, you don't want people to just follow you on social media. You want to turn those followers on social media into emails that live on your email list that you can actually build real relationships with through your own natural correspondence, whether through a blog or a podcast or an easing, whatever it is you have them subscribe to, you need possessions of those emails. Because if you just have followers on social media, it's rented real estate, right? Those are not your followers. Those are Instagram's followers. Those are TikTok's followers. Those are not yours. So we've got to get them off of social and into your email list. And so the best way to do that is to offer a lead capture where it's enticing enough. It's valuable enough where you're going, yeah, I'm going to give you my private information, my email address in exchange for whatever promise you hold into this something. It could be a webinar. It could be a PDF. It could be a research study. That's what we do. It could be some sort of, you know, free call. It could be a variety of things. It could be an ebook. We could go on and on and on here. Private interviews. All right, I'll stop with ideas. But what do you have to give someone in exchange for them giving you their email address? That is a lead capture that would live on your website. That is something you can promote on social media that can live on, you know, the right-hand side of your blog that can live in a lot of different places. You could advertise that on a podcast. It can live in a lot of different places, but it's someone's going to go to somewhere, click something, give you your email address, and then you have to be able to deliver them information. Now, in an offline world, if you're going, wow, that sounds like a lot, that, that sounds like a lot of technology, because it is. In an offline world, let's just say that you're a speaker or you do presentations. One of the easiest things you can do to have a lead capture is to just say, hey, if you liked my presentation today and you would like a copy of my slides, bring me your business card and I will email you the slides. Guess what? That too is a form of a lead capture. So let's change the way we think about it. Yes, it can be through funnels and online correspondence and webinars and all those things. Yes, it can, right? But it can also be really simple in an offline setting to still nurture the sales enablement process where you're getting leads that you can then, you know, turn into fans and customers for a lifetime. So there's lots of different ways of doing it. But if you're low tech, which is totally fine, just think about what can I give people just in exchange for their business card? People do have those mostly today. And if people don't have their business cards, you could, again, I'm trying to keep it low tech for the non-techies. Just go, hey, I have a sign up sheet in the back of the room. Just give me your name and your email and I will email you X, Y, and Z. So it can be simple. It does not have to be high tech if you're not there yet. 
There are many ways to do this, but then you still have to have them stored somewhere. And yes, you could just put them in your Outlook contacts if you want, right? You could just add them to your LinkedIn profile if you want. Now, there are more advanced ways to do that, but there's some low-tech ways. The most important thing is how are you capturing contact information so that you can stay in touch with people in an online world in the sales enablement process? So that was the first thing, right? I think that's really important because we talk a lot about it in the online world with eBooks and webinars, but I wanted to say there's a way to do it in the offline world too, from stage at a chamber of commerce meeting at a keynote with thousands of people. You don't have to go high tech. You can just say, bring me your business card or sign up in the back of the room. Give me your name and email. I will send you this. The most important thing is the this, whatever that is, needs to be something of high value right? So what information do you have that people want? And that is your lead capture in exchange for an email address. High level. Okay, we can move on now. Right? His next thing he shared, that was so good. And I actually wrote down this quote, and I thought this was so good. And he said, the more that you ask someone else to do, the less likely they are to become a customer of yours. My, so good. Such a good reminder. I'm going to say it again. The more you ask someone else to do, the less likely they are to become a customer of yours. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. So think about it if you are techie and you have all of the, you know, backend automation set up, think about the things that you're asking people for. Are you making them answer 5, 10, 15 questions in order to get to the next step? Because again, the more you ask someone to do, the less likely they are to become a customer, right? We know that in terms of the sales enablement process and lead captures online, we're going first name and email. That's as much as we're going to ask from you. I know plenty of people who don't even worry about the first name. Just give me your email because the least amount of information is going to get the highest conversion. Now, there is a pro to doing that for lead following, right? So, so for emails. But there's another process that you really want to consider if you're actually having people request a call. Because if you're going, hey, just give me an email and I'll you can request a free call or you're getting something free then you really do want to have a whole nother conversation with, hey, you're not asking for emails. This is no longer a lead capture. What you're doing now is you have an application and that is a qualifying list. So in the offline world, how I would sit down and go, you know, tell me what you're looking for. What are you currently using? What do you like about that? Is there anything you would change about that? Who's involved in these decisions? That's an offline application, right? That's an offline qualifying set of questions. Online, you have applications, which could be called intake surveys. They could be called assessments and call them whatever you want. They're applications. And that's going, hey, 
What's your industry? What's your title? What was your revenue last year? You know, who are you currently using? What are your goals in the next six months? All of those things, those are qualifying questions, right? This is a sales, high-level capital words here, sales enablement process. So let's don't be confused with what we're doing in order to actually have someone on the phone to convert them to be a raving fan and customer. So there are marketing, which is you're just trying to get emails, which is the least amount of information as possible is going to give you the highest conversion. That's on the marketing front. Then you've got to think about sales. And for that, you don't want to be getting on the phone with people who aren't truly good prospects for your service. And I didn't say good prospects now or later, just good prospects. You should and will have plenty of calls with people who aren't a fit right now. That doesn't mean they won't be a fit in the future, just like offline sales, right? That is the whole process of sales nurturing. It happens offline and online. So we just want to make sure we have qualifying questions that go, you're a good fit for what I do, and we're a good fit for what you're looking for. Let's talk, right? So that's an application completely different than, hey, Give me the least amount of information as possible, which is going to result in the highest conversion, which is first name or email or just email. So again, you just kind of have to know what you're looking for. We even say we have some funnels where we split test of going, hey, how are we doing with just first name and email? And then we go first name, last name, email. And sometimes we even go first name, last name, email, phone number. Because if we don't have a phone number, there's just so much we can do with email clutter. So there's all different types of ways of going about it. But in general, one, you're trying to grow your email list. The other, you're trying to get qualified emails for marketing. And then you're doing qualified leads for sales. Think about those in three very different categories, right? So we're trying to get just grow the email list. Then we're trying to grow qualified leads for the email list and then qualified leads for a sales conversation. Three different things with three different sets of information, sales enablement. Okay, moving along here. So, <laughs> a couple of other just quick things I just thought was really important for me. These were just great reminders. I loved when my friend said, he said, marketing and sales are a true marriage. They're a marriage. And marketing's job is to serve up qualified leads to your sales team. And I just know so often, so many companies and corporations, small or large, they think about here's our marketing department and here's our sales team. And they don't really have a lot of collaboration. They don't have a lot of interaction. They don't have a lot of back and forth and feedback sharing. This is a marriage. So like imagine like husband, a wife, marketing sales. They have to work together. They have to communicate. They have to collaborate. They have to work together. Marketing's job is to serve up qualified leads for the sales team so the sales team can have good conversations and find the right fit for the right person and convert them into being, hopefully, again, a lifelong customer, a raving fan. And that's a really important job. So if we're not getting great qualified you know, leads from the marketing department, sales doesn't do their job very well. And if sales isn't converting, then we got to look at like, where are the leads coming from? Is it a sales problem? Is it a marketing function? They go together. They're not separate. And marketing and sales are a union. This is a marriage because the whole point of marketing is to provide good qualified leads 
to help the sales team. And sales team job is to do an amazing job and deliver a great service so that the customer goes, yes, that is what I want to do. I do want to buy your services and your products. Here's my money, right? So those two things have to work together. So just ask yourself, how often do my sales and marketing team talk, collaborate, communicate, brainstorm, and give feedback? How often are they stat sharing? How often are we doing this together? Because it's got to be all the time, right? Just a great reminder. And then one last thing here. I love this. I thought this was so good because we're all about lifetime value at Brand Builders Group. We're constantly just looking at how do we create products and services where our customers want to be a part of this for a lifetime, right? It's not about like, how do we hold you to your contract? not about that, although right, those are things, a part of business, but it's like, well, how do we create a program? How do we create a membership, a service where you go, I want to be a part of this, right? That's lifetime value. That's how we interpret that, right? It's the life of the time of the customer who's with you. And the number one thing that improves lifetime value is communication with your customers. So a couple of quick things here, just really quick tips is like during your customer onboarding, Just make sure you're asking, what's their communication preference? Like, what do they actually prefer, right? Do they prefer phone calls, texts, emails? Like, what's best for them? And just simply asking that question allows you to cater the communication experience so they actually receive your communication, right? If somebody is not checking emails ever or you're just getting spammed, there is no communication, even though you're making attempts. Same thing. It's like if you're blowing someone up in text and they're like, oh my gosh, just stop. I only use this for personal. And they just opt out, right? Or maybe somebody just actually wants to talk to be like, hey man, I just I'd love to hear from someone every so often. These are the things that will just make our communication efforts more streamlined, more targeted, thus more successful. And the number one thing to improve lifetime value is communication, good, healthy communication. So simple tip during onboarding, ask them, What is their number one preference of how they want to receive communication from your company, right? So simple things, important things, they will make a difference. They're going to make a difference for you. Hope you enjoy this. Hope you pick something up. See you next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 